0: Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon.
1: Brandon, how are you? Josh, we're practicing our social distancing, even (laughs) by way of podcasting. For those of you who weren't paying attention or didn't tune in to last week's episode, where we revealed that Josh and I are rarely, if ever, in the same room while we podcast. The shock of many. The shock (laughs) of many. Yeah, so you're in your apartment and I'm in my apartment. We're quarantined. This is the... uh, First of perhaps many special quarantine, always cheating podcasts. <laughs> yeah.
0: And actually, it's kind of, it kind of works out well. We, I think we've got a lot of, uh, we have a bunch of ideas for, for, for future podcasts. Uh, some of them actually, uh, that our patrons have been sending in. But and we have a backlog of un uncompleted Patreon podcast suggestions that I think we actually have yeah, to right. do now. So uh, that's, that's going <laughs> to fill up the next uh, seven or eight months or however long this, this thing goes on for so yeah so this podcast uh is an interesting one obviously uh their season is over uh i (laughs) okay i mean i let's just let's just get right to it brandon do you think the premier league season is over do you think that the fantasy aside for a second is the premier league season done
1: yeah My first reaction is I genuinely don't believe that this season is over. I do believe that the Premier League in some way, shape or form is going to find a way to finish the season. Now, that said, throughout the course of this COVID-19 pandemic, I feel like I have been behind the curve. I have always been kind of catching up to the scale yeah. of what's going on. Yeah, tell, so, tell, uh, now the, anyway, tell the quick.
0: Tell me, tell the. Oh, you were telling me before the um, the train ride back from
1: Manchester story that you were telling me a second ago. Right, right. So later in this episode, actually, we're going to get into our UK travelogue, go through some of the uh, the exciting bits of our recent UK travels. One of those memorable moments was. <laughs> You know, the trains uh, in and out of London to Manchester last Sunday, the day of the Manchester Derby, were screwed uh, because of something in Houston Station. Shout out to Keith James, who said to me at the Always Cheating Meetup, oh, you're taking a train on a Sunday? Like, good luck. Uh, train travel is a, is a nightmare in England on the weekend. Um, so you were right, Keith. So anyway, we had to, uh, reroute ourselves on the way back from London, from Manchester through Leeds and then, um, down to London and we couldn't get seats together. I was farther back in the car than you were. So it was, it was like a good two hours where I didn't see you or talk to you. You got up from your seat and walked back just to say hello. And your face was kind of flush. And like, you know, like you'd just seen like a ghost of your old dead grandmother or something <laughs> like that. And I knew it; I could tell right away that it wasn't just because of the long train ride and rerouting and all that stuff. And then you proceeded to tell me you'd spent the last two hours just reading about the coronavirus on your phone and catching yeah. up to the the global pandemic that was just happening. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is Honestly, you know, there are people who have um a reason to feel bad about what's happening right now. Um, there are people who have vacations planned, people who have um weddings coming up, people who are pregnant. Like there's just a lot of like people out there who, who can like really just like justifiably feel bad for themselves right now. If you're old or you have pre existing condition, there's lots of reasons. But Brandon, you and I, two healthy young men, <laughs> yeah. have are, are like we got off better than anybody. I mean, it's crazy. We went to the UK, we did two TV shows, we watched three matches, we hosted a meetup with a hundred people and we did it all. And then we got like the last normal plane out of (laughs) London before all broke loose. Yeah. And we got so lucky. I mean, it really is like, so the, 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 this, this podcast, you know, obviously we're not going to be talking about fantasy much at all. um, But we are going to talk about this, this great trip. And so, so I just want to note right at the way, right away I am so aware of how lucky we are, you and mm-hmm. I in particular. You know, yeah. like that we really dodged a bullet. We, we, I mean, we were considering a number of different dates, including many later on in the season. And, um, you know, I think that uh, we, I, we, so it was really, you know, and and so I just I just say that because, uh, um, I don't really know why I say that. I guess I just feel like um, I'm trying to keep things in perspective. I think we're all trying to keep things in perspective yeah. right now, um, yeah. especially if you're young and you're not. You're not you're not a particular high risk, or you don't have family members nearby who you're, um, you know, worried about infecting. Um, you're sort of you know you've got to like keep things in perspective a little bit. So that's the way I'm thinking about it. It's like well, you know, I like my daughter is not going to be going back to school until at least April twentieth. You know, like yeah. that is a thing that causes me great stress, great personal stress. <laughs> um, but at least I'm sort of holding on to it's like, well, keep things in perspective. You did get to go on this great trip. Um, yeah. And so hopefully uh, everyone's got some, obviously it wouldn't be quite exactly the same, but hopefully everyone's got something they can hold on to. Like, all right, well, at least I was able to do X, Y, and Z, you know,
1: before I'll help reckless. Yeah, you, you uh, put out a great extra podcast for our Patreon subscribers on Friday talking about what can you do with downtime with no premier league with no FPL and you suggested maybe you finally um, master cooking in a way that you never (laughs) thought you would find a couple of recipes that you could work on become become somebody who is is confident in the kitchen that's actually something that I keyed into Um, my wife and I uh, went by our local bookstore earlier this weekend and picked up some books i mean thank okay my my low point this weekend was we thought our internet was out um because what what's the one thing you think that you're gonna do if you're self-quarantined in your apartment well you're going to use and abuse your internet until every last piece of internet is gone (laughs) yeah you're gonna be streaming tv shows and movies and everything so i just started watching um,
0: mcmillions last night have you seen this yet
1: uh, uh, yeah, uh, we've watched the first three or
0: four episodes. Um, yeah, really mm-hmm. like we've seen two so far, and. The FBI agent is my hero. I want. Oh, I want yeah. to live the way this guy lives. You know, he is just riding out this
1: this coronavirus thing, like with a with a laugh with a laugh and a wink. <laughs> I love his uh, billowy white starched shirt that he wears in his interview. Fantastic! Yeah, lots of great streaming content that I guess we're probably going to have to talk about in the coming weeks. So, yeah. what what's the, our plan as the always cheating FPL podcast for the coming weeks? So. What we know for certain right now is that there are game weeks 30 and 31 canceled, not happening, zero points. So can we clarify this a little bit, though, for people who haven't been totally following along? So the FPL game has effectively said game weeks 30 and 31 are happening, but Mm -hmm. everyone's getting zero points.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, and Brandon, you and I just did two like official fantasy pieces of content while we were in the UK. And so, I'm not gonna sit here and say bad things about these people, okay? I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go down that road. Uh, but I will say that their approach worries me. It it gives me great pause that this is how they have decided to move forward uh, because it yeah. s- would seem to imply that they can't actually pause this thing.
1: And <laughs> they if can't you- can't control, it's like, it's like yeah. the T-Rex in the Jurassic Park, right? They, they yeah. can't control it, they can only hope to contain it. Yeah, and so if you can't
0: pause this thing and we all know that realistically, there is no chance that the season is going to resume in two weeks. I mean, for goodness' sakes, like you can't. You know, Callen Hudson Do is still going to have, he's still going to be infectious in a couple of weeks. right? the whole team, everyone in Chelsea can't play over the next two weeks. I mean, Miguel Arteta has it, you know, and it's only going to keep spreading to more, you know, more people. Uh, surely, I mean, it would be shocking if it didn't. It's already happened in the uh, in the NBA, right? Where you had two players in the Utah Jazz, and then the Detroit yeah. Pistons. One of the players in that team, the guy who was defending um uh whatever his name is the the center on the Utah Jazz um he was he got he got it himself right and so yep. you know surely you know really very physical uh I I'm sure that we're going to see more of it and so that means I think it's minimum a month but I also agree with you or actually I disagree with what you were saying earlier to get back to the question of whether the season's going to resume I, I don't think it will I think um I think it's over and um I think that unfortunately you know and yeah. uh, i mean i think that i don't want it to be over and honestly i feel bad for liverpool i mean i i saw someone say on twitter it was like well this is just like another season where man city was up 15 points would you even care and the answer is probably no you know uh-huh. uh, but the liverpool, the liverpool thing i think does give although i mean the the i guess the promotion relegation issue is is a big one Right. I mean, it was absolutely hilarious the way this West Ham owner said that uh, you've got to just like scrap the season, you know, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Of course. Yeah. Uh, It's funny (laughs) you would say that, Uh, you know, but I think yeah, uh, David
1: Moyes gets to cash out his contract. I'm sure he's like, I kept you up. Pay me.
0: So if you know, so as far as the Premier League season, it may or may not come back. Let's say there's a 25% chance it comes back. Let's hope I'm wrong. You know, Um, the fantasy game, though, if if this game is like a train that can't be stopped, or they just the game can't be why in the world would you have two zero point game weeks in a row? Right, unless there was just no way to pause the game. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not enough of a programmer to understand how this all works, but it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> right, it would yeah. be like it, it doesn't make any sense. And, like, you know, and like the, the, the reason you know this is because anybody who took a four point hit this game week got a minus four for their game week score. Like, how would, in what universe is that fair? You know, like it's completely <laughs> ludicrous. Um, you know, and so, my, so what happens? Like, let's say it takes seven or eight weeks you know until the premier league season actually comes back so what happens then you have like an octuple game week or something where it's like like it's like one final head to head where it's like my 374 points beats your you know uh-huh. 337 like it's i i I just I think the fa- the fantasy game as we know it for this season I think is over and mm. you know I think that's a bummer uh, just obviously, uh, I mean, we were we create a weekly fantasy podcast, Brandon. We do two podcasts a week on the fantasy game, and I think the game is over. Not not ideal, um, yeah. however, you and I also like will easily go like 15 minutes without ever talking about fantasy on this podcast, so we're sort of uniquely <laughs> positioned to keep to keep this thing going. Uh, yeah. I,
1: I, I yeah. want to say, like, I got a, a DM from our listener, uh, Roger Kendrick, and he had a great idea. He was wondering if. Who out out there knew how to just run a FIFA 20 simulation Mm -hmm. on all of the games in a particular game week? I know if you go into FIFA's career mode or manager mode, you can simulate certain matches that come up in your own fixture schedule. But can you tell FIFA, all right, I've got these 10 fixtures and I want to run a simulation on all of them? And that could be a way for like a little community of us FPL managers to sort of um, keep – our scores going just by way of these e-simulations of the game another way though i thought would be cool would be if we could have fifa tournaments where we would have the fixtures and have actually people playing each other in FIFA to see what the outcomes of these matches will be that one would fall apart because invariably you know you got one person over here who's really good at FIFA yeah. and say, all right I've cap, yeah I've, I've <laughs> Captain Mo Salah I guess who's <laughs> getting the ball every time so um that's kind of flawed but if there if there was a way for us to simulate the rest of the season I'd be minorly content with that sure i i'd be fine with that too
0: i you know i think it's just uh we've never been here before this is this is all uncharted territory i mean we hope it's a one-time thing right and uh that brings me to uh the next point uh which is let's say the season does end uh which i think is uh very possible if you are in a and i, I think there's no you know we, we can just we're just speculating right now right i mean you know we, we we're not involved in the discussions and um I, even the people who are don't know what's going to happen right Um, But let's say that the season does end. We are 29 weeks into a 38-week season. Quite a long way to go, right? And uh, when you factor in chips – uh, the point distribution is pretty funky, right? You have people who have played three chips and have played both wild cards, or you know, or have just you know burned a wild card and have three chips remaining, or haven't done any of that stuff. They all have three chips and a wild card, you know, so to go. Um, and so it's it's really hard to evaluate a fantasy season um, even without chips. It's just it's just tricky, right? Because you have double game weeks and there's preparation, and um, some people are more inclined to burn points to sort of set themselves up for the long term. Um, and so, you know, with nine weeks left to go, let's say the season ends, you run a, our personal mini league, right? We've got, I think we have 23 managers mm-hmm. in there or something like that. Um, yeah. We all kick in a little bit of money. How, what is your plan right now for our personal mini league and how you, you know, how you want to end it and go into next season, assuming that the season does end now?
1: Yeah. My plan, um, my plan a few days ago was, It didn't feel quite right, but I thought the only justifiable outcome was to just pay out for first, second and third, as was the plan at the start of the season to whoever was in that those who whoever were in those particular positions after game week twenty nine. So if you're in first, second or third after game week twenty nine, then you get the normal payout um, that we would have if it were game week thirty eight. And The trickier one was we also have a head-to-head league with those same 23 people. How would you do the payout for the head-to-head league? Because we have a playoff. Well, Mm -hmm. I guess you just take the first and second place who get – like there would be a payout in our head-to-head playoff for whoever finishes, whoever wins the last playoff match. Right. And then the second place team, whoever makes it to the final but loses, they get a small payout. So then I would just do the payout. For whoever is currently first and second in the head to head table, regardless of the playoff. Mm -hmm. That was what I was thinking until I heard you suggest this idea, which now I'm fully believe this is um, the better idea. This is the, this is the skins game idea. The the skins game approach. So walk me through your suggestion, which actually I'm I'm definitely vouching for, and I think anyone who does commission their mini leak listen to this idea.
0: Well, my thinking is this. Basically, it's it's like we're kind of. There's just there's just too much I mean, I kind of established all this a moment ago. There's there's just too much time left in the season, I think, uh to do payouts. And like you said, the head-to-head thing is like impossible, right? Because um that's just a you know, we're not even in an even number of game, you know, matches played or whatever, you know. So um if the season does end, what I think is the best approach is just to take all of that money and just carry it over to next season. Now that means either Everybody just gets to have another season where they don't have to put in money, uh, which would be nice, right, especially if you are in a position where, you know, the second Great Depression or whatever whatever's about to come uh, hits us and you're like, hey, maybe I don't want that, like, maybe I don't want to spend 60 60- Five dollars next year, or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you know, whatever your whatever the pay in is in your mini league. Maybe I don't want to spend that much money. Maybe I don't want to do something else with my time. So now you get to just be in that league again for free the next season, and it's a tough spot for anybody who's in first. And uh you know, it's funny we were talking about the guy who's first in our mini league is actually a, a patron supporter of ours, Danny Bean, and uh, we're like, well, we're going to do something for him. You know, so maybe you do something. Maybe you buy a scarf for a kit, or do something for the person that's in first in your league, but otherwise you take that pool and you just carry over to next year. You know, if you want in a, in a, a true skins game approach, you would actually just do pay-ins again and you would just have a double pop for next season sort of depends on how much money everyone's putting in already, you know. I mean, if it's a really expensive league, maybe you want to just keep it as it is. Um, If it's 15 bucks or whatever, then sure, everyone just put in extra money and then you just have this massive pot uh, for next season. It just gives it like a little more juice. Um, And I just think that's the best way to go because then everyone sort of gets another chance to – Like, you know, they just get a free season, basically. And um, that just seems more fun to me. Um, It seems a little more fair. It seems like it's going to avoid some of the fights that people might have. Like, let's say you're in second place in a mini league and you're five points back and, you know, the person in front of you had already burned three of their chips and you hadn't burned any. Like, I would be pretty sore about that, right? And so if you just – you know, so if you're the manager and you just say – Guys, I'm really sorry. This is unprecedented. This has never happened before. We're going to take this entire pool and everyone just gets a free buy-in for next season. Um, I think that, that seems like that seems like the fairest. I don't know. It just seems like that's like the cleanest way to do it. Whether it's fair or not, it seems like the cleanest way to do it
1: yeah i i agree i mean there are those big cash leagues where i mean if you're you're big time like you put a thousand dollars in each person right and those are going to be the ones that are hardest to swallow like i was having a great season i was in line to basically afford a new car are you in a thousand dollar cash league no i'm not (laughs) not me not me but you know they're sure they exist i mean if you're if you work at a hedge fund and you're really hardcore about it i would not be shocked at all i mean you you like to gamble josh it's like mm-hmm. there there is where an extra level of juice is so i'm i'm just saying i'm sure they exist and i'm sure those are the hardest ones to swallow and yeah maybe you need to go to some sort of court of arbitration to figure out what you're going to do there but yeah um, this is like yeah the, just, yeah
0: I I I, yeah, I think it's just the clean yeah yeah. There's there's no easy answer, but I think that's the it's the best answer. Maybe if you you know if you want everybody you know I, sometimes it's like the money I you know, have money keeps people engaged too. So maybe it's like if it was a fifty dollar league, maybe everyone just puts in twenty dollars next season. You know maybe you just make it like a it's not a true skins game, but you sort of just put on a little bit extra. You know just to sort of add a little extra juice. You know to the following season. Yeah. So I don't know. There's really yeah. no. um you know what's what's the word here we're like we're out uh we're at
1: sea right now brandon you know we're just (laughs) throwing throwing stuff out so Yeah, yeah yeah well speaking of speaking of mini leagues and payouts this is a great segue into the always cheating super league who knows if this is just where the standings remain for um for eternity for this season but we'll run through the top 10 here of the always cheating super league technically after game week 30 It doesn't look like anyone (laughs) in the top 10 burned a transfer prior to the deadline. So they remain unchanged. So um, I'll, I'll run through the top 10 here real quick, Josh, and then we can um, talk about a little bit more about our UK travels. Uh, So here we are 10th place in the always cheating super league, Neil Thompson in ninth place, Declan Ryan, eighth place, Christian Larson in seventh, Lars, Jorgen Bernstein, in sixth place lucas matthew ben veer in fifth place to lumby in fourth Hugh patrick campbell sitting in third place pre-drag in second and top of the heap in first place it's damian bird with will he score another will he score another this season <laughs> <laughs> we do not know we do not
0: know um then let's move on to Patreon before we get into uh, our travel log. So, Brandon, we're kind of in a tricky spot with Patreon. Uh, we don't want to, you know, in theory, the season is coming back in April. We both think that's unlikely. Um, but we, you know, there isn't a ton of fantasy content going on right now. There's also just a tough time for people. So, uh, we are um, suspending Patreon payments for the month of April. So, the first of that month when you would normally be charged for Patreon, uh, you will not be charged. And that is just a thank you to. Mm-hmm. All of our patrons and a way to say that uh um i don't know just thanks for supporting the podcast thank you for continuing to support it uh during mm-hmm. this very wacky time uh you know if the season we is ultimately for you. yeah exactly if the season is ultimately canceled uh then obviously we'll that will be a long-term suspension we're not going to um charge people when there's no season to talk about uh, but we're you know we'll, we'll just sort of take that on a case by case a month by month basis but for right now um all patrons will not be charged in the month of april um and thank you to our two newest patrons brandon moore and adam france who got in just while the getting was bad Uh, Sorry to you, (laughs) Brandon and Adam, but uh, thank you very much. You can still become a patron, by the way. Uh, You know, the Always Eating uh, Slack channel, which I didn't even know existed, it's a private Slack channel that I just got invited to. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that uh, because I am definitely taking the cooking things. There's no sports, Brandon. Have I I mentioned there's no sports right
1: now? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help but notice. Yeah, there's a channel on our Slack for eating. There is a channel there for brewing if you're home brewer or you yeah a lot of us are going to be consuming a lot of beer and booze over the next month or so there's a channel in there for film and tv for people to talk about what they're streaming while they're self-quarantined lots of stuff going on there uh, apart from fpl
0: the slack has always been about 50 percent uh Non fantasy topics, anyway. So that that fifty percent is is really shining right now. Um, so yeah, you can still become a patron. We we would encourage it. We'd love it if you can if you can do it. Uh, go to patreon.com dot slash always cheating. Um, to uh, learn more, and uh, we actually created some some video stuff while we were in the UK too. That I think we we're going to try to add to that page at some point as well. So yep. uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know when, but that will be up at some point. Um, Brad, let's take a break, and we'll get
1: back and we'll talk about the UK trip. Hey guys, with the Premier League suspended, and currently we are also without NBA, NHL. March Madness has been canceled. MLS. You might get the. No more MLS. My God, you're out there. You're thinking, hey, there's nothing to bet on. Well, if you thought that you're wrong, if you go to BetOnline AG, BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager from their online casino uh, to poker and blackjack. It's all open 24 hours a day, all online and sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts. There's esports like League of Legends and Counter-Strike. They're on the rise. And if you're into entertainment and pop culture, you can also place bets on American Idol and the presidential elections. So visit betonline.ag and be sure to use our promo code blue wire to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and the promo code blue wire, all one word bet online, your new ticket to online action.
0: All right, Brad. We're back. UK trip. Talked about it very briefly on our Monday morning pod. It was, uh, um, but but really didn't get into it that much, and yeah. uh, it was really quite quite an in depth trip. And now that there is no fantasy to talk about, uh, I think that we should give this trip uh, the proper attention that it may or may not deserve. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if it deserves any attention or not. But it's a it's a it's a fun. We had some weird and wild times while we were out there. So let's uh, let's get right into it.
1: Yeah, so the trip was wall to wall, right? We, we it wasn't kind of our um, intention. So the idea you you might have in your mind it's just Josh and Brandon lads on tour. We catch up flight to the UK and we're just um, you know slinging beers and watching football. It that's part of it. into like a full <laughs> there there was there was enough <laughs> of that for sure, um, but we really tried to bring the always cheating podcast to the uk as best we could we wanted to you know spread the word about our business and connect with fans and also connect with the premier league so with all the matches we also connected with the premier league's fpl show mm-hmm. the fpl fyi show and then we had a great meetup so yeah I let's start off. Could... yeah let's oh, so go ahead you go you go first yeah i thought we, we kind of outlined this day by day so we left new york uh we took the red eye around 11 p.m wednesday night so effectively the uk trip starts on thursday so we'll go right. day by day thursday until we leave on tuesday and then all utter hell breaks loose <laughs> so let's start with the travel pillow uh because uh, you and i we,
0: we knew that we were, we were taking an overnight flight we were Gonna land on Thursday and basically drop our stuff up and then immediately go to uh, Premier League Studios to record this uh, FPL show with with Jules Breach and James Richardson. So I was like really worried. Neither of us sleep well on the flight, and so. uh, and then we decided to start drinking heavily as soon as we got to the airport uh, with the hope uh-huh. that maybe that would help, uh, you know. It's my first Delta Sky Lounge appearance either. So thank you to you and your wife who you guys got some like fancy <laughs> Amex card that got us in there. So that was that was cool. It's, it's the least we could do for you, Jeff. <laughs> Uh So we uh, – but I had this very thick pillow and I could tell that you were just really – jealous like genuinely like you know. i could tell like it was rare that I, I i i was thinking at the time I was like the dynamic is very it's very rare that i you i have anything that you're jealous of you know you sort of <laughs> i've got kids you don't want kids you know i've got uh i've got student loan debt you don't you know i'm shorter than you you know um, i am, i am younger and i do try to lord that one aspect over you if i, you know, what I yeah i can yeah and you um, have more you have
1: more hair on your head than i do i do but, have more hair
0: i don't lord that one as much anymore especially as i feel like my own <laughs> I, I see more grays, you know, coming uh-huh. than I used to. Um, so yeah, but you um yeah. <laughs> so we do we take this flight, it leaves super late. And then we just were like we were just decided we were all we had like a full you had a full pasta meal at like one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Why okay, so this is an interesting phenomenon on on planes or international travel or you're you're the, the, the airline tries to sort of set up your body for where you're going to end up. So, uh, you know, you have you end with breakfast as you arrive in the UK early in the morning or you end with like a midday snack as you arrive back in New York. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was eating just a a plate of cheese stuffed ravioli at 1 a.m. And I was just like, I feel horrible. And, 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 and as I'm doing that, I'm queuing up one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen yesterday where no one knows that the Beatles ever existed. So I was putting my, my body and mind through all sorts of weird things. And then, yeah, I look over to the right and you're there with your little blindfold over and you're sleeping away with your, your neck pillow kind of Mm -hmm. like reaching over, just sort of like fondly stroking the felt of your neck pillow while you slept. Um, I was quite jealous. I,
0: yeah, I don't sleep well in either. I did get a couple hours in, uh, thank God. But yeah, that was, uh, that that, yeah, that was (laughs) the flight. The flight was good. Uh, we get in and, uh, Customs, everything's fine. Airports are normal, right? I mean, I can't say flying there or back. There was no, um, there was no sense that we were about to enter a pandemic, right?
1: At all. Like it was something you 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 joked about it almost, right? Yeah, it was. There was there was an undercurrent of something. I think some people were starting to cancel their travel. So, you know, um, both of us are.
0: I was going to say you didn't bring sanitizer with you. Like that was I at least have my I little did. bottle of
1: hand sanitizer. <laughs> I I did not. So, yeah, that, that's that's an a personal problem of mine, but you know, there are there are conferences in London where we I work in books and your book adjacent. There's a big London book fair that was canceled. So the, there's a lot of travel back and forth that was preemptively canceled. But yeah, as you say, there was didn't seem to be any real reason for the two of us to stop our trip we had already got our hands on these match day tickets we'd scheduled these tv shows so it was all systems go so a hilarious hilarious uh, travel continues where we get into heathrow and take you know a death-defying cab ride into <laughs> central london most expensive um, during, <laughs> cab ride I've ever taken in my entire life. Yeah, and London traffic is is impossible. I think that's a fair word you're to use. You're driving
0: through backyards. Why are there there are no highways? <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you you know you're driving through like you you're in central London and it's like Yeah you would like all but like getting out of the car to like hop over the top of a roof or something to get. Like yeah. It's
1: ridiculous. There's, there's a thing like in canoeing called Portage where you there's actually no way through through the waterway. So you get out of the canoe and you, you and your partner pick it up and carry it across land. <laughs> so it some, something like that. That perhaps. was
0: at risk. That was definitely a possibility. <laughs> right. So we get, it
1: to, we get to our Airbnb, which is in Islington, and we have approximately two hours to catch some Z's before or a car is picking us up to take us all the way back to Heathrow where, exact, Stockley, where Stockley ex- Park is where they're filming the, the ex- FTL show. The exact –
0: like within uh, 300 yards of the place that we had just driven like 100 hours uh, out of, we immediately went straight back there except now it was rush hour and it took twice yeah. as long. It was uh, – yeah. yeah, maybe not the, the smartest of uh, travel yeah. plans
1: on our part. So you can go to the Premier League website and go to the video section and drill it down to fantasy videos. And there you can see us on TV with Mm -hmm. Jules Breach and James Richardson. First of all, a shout out to David Monday at the Fantasy Football Scout for connecting us with Sean Creamer, who produces the FPL show. And Sean was... Amazing. He was a total pro, but also a huge – And and Ollie. Yeah, Ollie, if you're listening, big shout out to you. And everyone who was involved with the show, they were great and professional, but they were also clearly fans of FPL. They all play. They're all pretty serious about it. Yeah, Including Jules. Yeah, and Jules was – she's a hardcore Brighton fan. Um, And, yeah, she was, I think, at one point having a really great season until – the money triple captain um you know yeah. you you and her shared that 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 same
0: thing yeah respect to her i mean so we, we get to this uh uh by the way i i am a person who gets deathly car sick like you put me in a car for longer than 10 minutes unless i'm driving i get incredibly it's like we get there and i'm like laying on a couch like trying to like recover you know and like before we have to we have to go on air in like 30 minutes and uh so, Jules Breach walks in, though, and she is just like full of energy. And she's, she, you know, she's not, um, she's not, you know, she's not especially tall, you know, but she's got a lot of presence. And so she uh, just like bursts in and starts talking like fantasy. And it's like super hardcore. And it's like at first you're like, okay, like she is, you know, trying to like make us comfortable, make us feel like we are you know, that we're all in this together, we all like play fan you know, it's like she was just trying to like you know, like the way like a uh, uh, talk show host will make the um, people feel better about like, oh, like I I yeah. enjoy stand up comedy and you do stand up comedy <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, but it was like but it went so much further than that because it was like she was just like just going into her team and like drilling down and like talking yeah. and I was like wow I was like you really like are like like amped up to talk about this um yeah. and so you know maybe that just makes her a great host because uh because after that I felt very comfortable and I was kind of I, th- I think you were in makeup uh during some of this brandon you were in makeup yes. for a very very long <laughs> time uh <Yeah>. good <laughs> about. I mean about an hour and a half. It was it was like yeah. I remember reading about the makeup that um Rebecca Remain Stamos did for uh <laughs> for X-Men, X-Men to be yeah, to be uh uh mystique. And I think it was it was kind of in that it was in that realm. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, but so I'm talking about well, that's her, where and, I was yeah.
1: I was in the makeup chair and that's where I first met James Richardson. So yeah, well oh, you were you were chumming dream. around with Jules and then you had met James and then I'm finishing up my makeup and AC Jimbo, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of football podcasts, if you're just a fan of football, particularly in the UK, you know, AC Jimbo, you know, James Richardson. He was a longtime host of the guardian podcast goes back to a Syria days. And now he's on um, the totally football show and the premier leagues fantasy podcast. And he is just like, he's the godfather of, yeah. football broadcast contest. It italian 90 was at the show that he did
0: that that was never in the u.s but he's huge in the uk for and probably yeah. elsewhere for his italian
1: football show um i would yeah, say so he Brandon, just kind of, he yeah. just comes into the yeah. makeup room and mm-hmm. just starts chatting with me and then it was like what a true like hollywood moment right then i get out of the chair ac jimbo jumps into the chair and i'm chatting with him while he's getting his makeup what you guys chat was, about just this and that. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, this, that, you know, it'll, it'll stay between us. It'll stay between us. (laughs) Personally, you guys been there a long time, so that
0: makes sense. Um, and then I actually, I walked in there for makeup and they said, you don't need any, bud. You know, you're, you're great. And so that was actually yeah. fine. It was, for me, it was, um, I, you know, I combed my hair a couple times, you know, slicked it back. You know, as you know, I just, <laughs> I get two handfuls of water and I just put it right in the hair, you know, and slick it straight yeah, back. Yeah, sure. I uh, was going to say, yeah. I
1: thought they just, they spritzed you down with just some fresh water. So you had that sort of yeah. like nice, like yeah, th- Dwayne th- the Rock style. Johnson sheen <laughs> <Twinked>. on
0: you. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a little, um, body butter that they put on, which, which is nice actually. It does give you a nice and then she I I I wouldn't do the show shirtless again right i mean mm-hmm. it's okay do it once do it once with mm-hmm. a shirt on that's fine you know but twice yeah. mm, i don't know um yeah. so we we yeah i mean if i were to list the like 10 I don't know the five the five biggest highlights from going to the UK. It wouldn't even be being on that show. It would be just meeting AC Jimbo, who is about as important to me in becoming like a really hardcore Premier League fan as anybody in the world. Um, and I yeah. actually, I, you know, I put the I'd actually put the Men in Blazers up there too, even though. Um, uh well i don't want to say even though but just i I would put the men and blazers up there as well uh but it was the men the men and blazers podcast and ac jimbo's guardian football weekly twice weekly podcast that turned me from a fan to a giant mega super fan i'm gonna create a weekly podcast type type fan um and so so meeting him and him just being really cool and nice
1: and then jules obviously um exactly the same it was just a really cool um really cool experience so what we talked about on the FPL show was the double game week. And I was talking about this all on two hours of sleep. I felt like absolute <laughs> crap. And it feels so long ago now because we were yeah. touting like Aubameyang. I said it was the easiest captain's decision I had made all season. Little did I know. <laughs> Little did I know, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Ozo, um, I, I said
0: Ozo was not a fantasy asset. Uh, yeah, gets you, one you, of the only two attacking returns uh, <laughs>
1: for Estelle. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, and what, what they didn't what they yeah. didn't impress upon us first is how the FPL show. Like you, you watch it streaming online mostly. It's live. They do it live. It's like so, aired
0: on like networks across the world, like as it goes live. Uh, yeah, because there was a
1: moment about two minutes in where you were basically like, uh, "What? Cut?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And AC Jibba, because he's a total pro, he's like, "I think you're being ironic, Brandon." And then he just continues on with the show, and I was like, "Okay, this car is not stopping."
0: uh it was amazing too because they he opens things up by asking us uh i like didn't know what to do with my body you know like i, I wanted a i wanted a hard back i want i wanted a wing back chair really <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the place to put my hands and like i want i ideally have my feet up as well uh so the opening question though is probably the most basic fundamental question you could ask to americans who have a really a fantasy really podcast and he was like yeah so the fantasy game is really on the rise in the united states isn't it and mm-hmm. I was like, I had no answer.
1: <laughs> it was, was like, you no said it has had something ever, to do with MLS,
0: <laughs> MLS, which I don't even think is true. I was just like, I no. had no answer. I had nothing that like nothing was in my head. And of course, yeah. because I am, cause I'm good TV, Brandon, I just answered anyway. I just like started throwing words out. Uh, <laughs> well, you and I were just like, uh, they didn't really, really like really prompt, like who was going to talk. I felt like I just started talking, you know? And then, uh sort of like this podcast where there's just i feel yeah. every blank second that's, that's available yeah uh but i mean what what would be the answer to that why is the is the fantasy game in the rise of the u.s i don't know it feels like uh in hindsight that's right because nbc's coverage is so good that would actually yeah it goes real i think
1: it goes hand in hand with the rise of the premier league generally in the states and you know americans love fantasy sports so it's just like uh yeah it's chocolate and peanut butter josh I oh, just, that, that would have been a been good answer. If you had been to, eight hours sleep, that would have been your answer right there. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. I regret if when we're back on that show again, we're going to be that much smoother. But I just wanted to shout out our friend James Bishop real quick, who made me look especially good on the show. Um, He works for this denim company called AG Jeans, and James hooked me up with these amazing AG jeans. If you're looking for denim that has a really sharp fit. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out an AG shop and Sean then gave us a tour after the show of Stockley park and you know, VAR the VAR center is like area 51 like off limits, but we kind of like, you know, we saw where VAR was. Yeah, we um, walked, we, we saw the gleaming black cube. It was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Very cool. So yeah, big, big thanks to everyone involved with the FPL show. Uh, Such a fantastic experience. Then we got a car back to London so we could actually sleep for real for the first time in, like, Mm -hmm. more than 48 hours. And it was glorious. It was great. We both got, like, a good 12 hours of sleep. So
0: uh, next day we uh, recorded a quick Patreon podcast. And then we – that was, like, the only, like, little, like, window of time, actually, where we were free. And uh, I had this, like – I had this barber, B-A-R-B-O-U-R, barber jacket fixation as – long long time listeners will know uh you know but you can buy barber jackets over there. it's like the perfect jacket you know it's the perfect coat Mm -hmm. uh and so i was (laughs) i was really in the market to get one for me and for me and my wife and so uh i basically i forced our our one afternoon off the one (laughs) the one block of time that we had Mm -hmm. we spent four and a half hours looking for barber jackets and uh you held up pretty well. I could tell you were fading by the end, but you, you <laughs> bought yourself a little, like a little page boy or something, didn't you? I feel like you got, you got something.
1: I got it. Yeah. I got a waxed, a waxed canvas barber hat. Right. Every, something every man needs exactly. Um, Gee, I got war it on a trip. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I'm not sure it actually fits me. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just buy something just to buy it. It's like last time when you bought that two hundred dollar rain jacket, and then you've not worn it once since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and so after that, you 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 knew well enough to get me into a pub and uh, get a beer in my hand, and everything yeah. was right. And then we were, yeah. then we were on our way to Coin Laundry um, yep. on Exmouth Market for a fabulous. Coronavirus meetup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we met. It was like our wedding, right? Like you and I didn't see each other for the entire six plus hours that we were there. Like we got separated. And then it was just all these fabulous FPL managers coming down to this room and uh, saying hello and uh, talking about FPL. And they're just like queues of people that I wanted to talk to and meet. And I just – I can't remember everyone's name, but everyone yeah. who I met, um, I loved you all. And shout-outs to um, the family, uh, son, father, grandfather, who showed up and they all play FPL together. That so you cool. You guys are amazing. Yes. Um, Huddersfield? I think they might have come from Huddersfield. Can't remember. And uh, a guy who – was he Swedish? I can't remember. But he brought his pregnant wife – Who is from uh, Michigan City, Indiana? So even people in Europe and the UK are bringing Midwest exports to our feet, and I was so honored by
0: that. Yeah, and a lot of actually a lot of Americans, a lot of American uh, Americans who live in London, where they Blair Jacobson, one of our longtime producers. It was just a great mix of people um, at the event, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of like you said, it was like it was like a you know. I don't know. Like, it was uh, – in the end, it, it had kind of a um, – you know, now that the season's over, it felt like it was almost like an end-of-year party. I mean, it was such a great chance to meet all of these different people, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about this because, you know, I, I feel like you kind of had to – I don't know. If you weren't there, it's not very – I mean, we could talk about these matches, and that's a little more fun because, like, people could have seen the matches. But it was just a great the, – the venue was great. The, everyone was so nice, and it was just – it was really, everyone should be so lucky to, it, it, like you said, it was like a wedding because like it's like one of the few times when like you meet people and everyone is nice to you. Everyone's nice to you in your wedding, right? Everyone's nice <laughs> to you if, if your, if your child is born, you know? Yeah. And, but, but other than that, when you're an adult human being, you very rarely have times where like everyone, maybe like the first day of a new job or something, mm-hmm. right? Where like, everyone is just like super nice to you and it's very good for the soul, you know, for that sort of mm-hmm. thing to happen. So, um, and maybe the, the lesson here is have yeah, kids and start new jobs, you know, cause it's a good
1: feeling. special special shout out to the young woman who came down from leeds who um she she was a delight Yeah, with her friends yeah she was
0: yeah just and we had met her friend another friend of her friend at the black horse and um yeah so that was just uh it was just a very cool experience
1: uh we and and and, yeah go ahead sorry and i guess last shout out of people who showed up is we as Americans are very fortunate that the like other people in the FPL content creation space are very welcoming of us. So big thanks to all the other FPL content creators who came by, including um who got the assist, FPL Family, FPL Planet. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but you guys are yeah. amazing uh hosts and great to see you there. Yeah, and tons of Patreon supporters too. And very cool to see Richard Orford there as well. Uh, it had been a while since uh,
0: we'd seen oh, him. Richard Orford, my man. <laughs> All right, so that was that was Friday. Great, great meetup. And I, uh, so the the deadline, the UK deadline for transfers that game week, there was a a you know what would be a seven thirty a.m. kickoff in the U.S. It was a twelve thirty kickoff in the UK. So I needed to just make sure that I was up before 11.30 to make my transfers. And I woke up at 11.26 uh, in a blind panic. And Brandon, if I had just slept in four minutes longer, I would have had like 20 mm-hmm. more points in game week 29. <laughs> uh, I would have captained Sala. Uh, I would have had Anthony Marcial on my team still. It was uh, – we'll never know, will we? The you know the ESPN will have to do a 30 for 30 on – on the 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 lost double game week uh in the game week 29 because uh
1: roger kendrick is going to run a fifa simulation to tell us what happened
0: (laughs) in my head i will always assume that obama would have honestly he could have i mean you know we saw the manchester derby there was no reason to think that uh uh that they were going to keep arsenal scoreless in that match uh so let's assume that obama would have had a brace and uh and it would have been glorious i don't know
1: but uh it's not to be well, I was on my wild card, Josh, and I had a terrible hangover um, uh, Saturday morning. So to try to try and polish off my wild card was, you know, no small feat. It, it you know, it didn't go terribly. I, I was I did have the courage to stick with burned Leno, and that was probably my big, big move in that game week. But it was nice to be in the UK to not have to worry about what is typically a 6:30 a.m. deadline for us here in New York to have a little more civilized pre-lunchtime deadline so that was like thumbs up.
0: Yeah, it would have been cool if I had woken up uh you know earlier in the morning and been thoughtful with my moves. Uh so uh so we get up and we go to the Arsenal West Ham match and you and I had decided we were actually struggling to get tickets to this match. Uh you know anyone who does not live in the United Kingdom knows that it is very tricky to buy Premier League matches. There's not the kind of stub hub culture that exists in the United States where basically nobody buys tickets from the like the team, <laughs> right? Like yeah. if you like you're a sucker, if you nobody don't plays, to, you know, yeah.
1: Nobody plays a fantasy sport that's um put on by the league itself. Everyone right. goes to like Yahoo or ESPN, ESPN. and yeah. no one buys tickets from the clubs themselves.
0: No, because the absolute like even in the best case scenario, you are on a million email lists from them for the rest of your life. You will never. I cannot stop getting emails <laughs> from the Mets. Like the one time I bought Mets tickets, like running some uh-huh. kind of promotion or something. Uh, so, so we decided. You know what? Let's, let's. It's a once in a lifetime thing. Let's spring uh, for the. Um, what do they call them
1: again? The um, club the, arsenal. The, I think the
0: club. Yeah, it. the club arsenal. The uh, what are the uh, um, not luxury package? There's. Um, Some name for them. Uh, What is that called? The um, hospitality. Thank you. The hospitality. So we got the hospitality package, which basically means that. you sort of get, it's it's like a little like VIP experience that you can pay for, right? So you get there, uh, you get there early and you get, uh, you get lunch in this nice dining room. They give you like a little gift. In our case, we got a scarf. Uh, and then you get to go to this kind of like private box, basically. And then uh, there's a box, but then you also have seats kind of like you you can, you open the doors to the box then you go down to these seats. And it's like a little, it's a little more, uh, it's, it's like, it's just sort of like a private experience. So. Uh, and then there's just and what was appealing to us was the food because we we're like well we're mm-hmm. need we, we need to buy we need a food anyway and the unlimited alcohol <laughs> that you would uh-huh. have uh, basically I think it was from like one thirty to four or something basically you had like a two and a half hour window where it was like all you can eat and all you can drink yeah. and and you get to watch these matches in nice seats right and so yeah uh, and I cannot I was I was feeling a little like oh like this is like a little like. Like, you know, neither of us are like 1% type people in general. It's not like we
1: we didn't grow up that way. Even though we uh, show up in our barber jackets and all that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I bought my first one used, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I got it for under $100. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, um, so it was like, you know, I was like a little like, uh, is this like really going to be like uh, too pampered? You know, I'm not used to this kind of thing. You know, I'm used to sitting in bleachers and it was awesome. Uh-huh. I would do it again in a cocaine heartbeat, Brandon. I would do yeah. it again so fast. Uh it was so great. Uh yeah. I mean, hey, like maybe it's because we did we aren't one percenters that the one percent experience
1: felt so good. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Uh it was definitely worth trying to do once. And even though we were sat in a box, I don't think that we were deprived of a true fan experience because right in front of us in that box was this proper cockney geezer in a flat cap, yeah. like really sinewy, small, muscly guy. Yeah. And he was a diehard Arsenal fan and could not believe yeah what he was watching. He looked Arsenal like Billy do. he looked like Billy Bragg, basically.
0: He looked like <laughs> a Billy Bragg, modern day Billy
1: Bragg was sitting in front of us. <laughs> and he was just losing his absolute mind. Uh at one point <laughs> He was he was up against the guard rail in front of him. So at one point he just with both of his hands grabs the rail in front of him and is just like shaking himself forward and backward and just screaming like, "I can't stand it!" Ah! <laughs> yeah, and a few curse words in
0: there, and that was yes, uh, yeah, yes, that was absolutely. what. Uh, it, was, it was amazing and of course all of us just ignored him you know because as you do you know what are you gonna do yeah. uh but the the match was uh the food was cra- the food was great food was better than the match <laughs> let's say that much the uh-huh. food and the gift it was, it was like a super nice scarf and uh the food was delicious and the beer and the champagne was good uh the match was whatever i mean arsenal yeah, let's oh, say was,
1: uh, and, yeah and ketia cannot play as central forward it no. it was one of the as people who are both captain Aubameyang, it was the most frustrating thing to watch, because Nketiah could not control any ball to allow any attack yeah. to start, and Aubameyang was just starved of uh, touches.
0: Yeah. It's, it's good, you it know, I was thinking as we were watching, it, it's, it was good perspective, um, because I think when you watch matches on TV, um, it's a lot easier to fall into the trap of just sort of following your player, like being like super fantasy focused, and in this match, it was like – because I saw, like, some of the commentary on Twitter and people were like, oh, like, come on, Aubameyang. Like, what are you doing? And I, what could he have done in that match? I mean, given his given his role, I mean, there really wasn't yeah. – you know, and so it was, it was a good perspective to sort of see, like, oh, yeah, he is utterly isolated on the left. I mean, he, like, barely had a touch of the ball in the entire match. The only – a couple times when he drifted in, that was, like, the only – you know, I think he set up uh, – was it Socrates or somebody for for a goal attempt yeah. and hit it off the crossbar mm-hmm. – um, you know, and so it was just kind of a, it was not his fault, you know, and it was good to sort of like, when you watch the, you know, watch it in person, you really got the sense that he was doing what he was, he was filling a role, you know, and, um, that role did not really allow him to be, you know, kind of the primary goal scorer. And so, mm-hmm. uh, whether that was, you know, the best setup, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they. Probably should have been down a goal or two to West Ham before then. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it was not. Yeah.
1: A, West Ham had so many chances. Antonio had a couple of guilt edge chances. Leno had a couple of really decent saves and West yeah. Ham squandered a few of the other chances. We'll say... Um, Aubameyang had pretty decent chemistry with Sokka down the left, and that was fun to see. Yeah. On the right-hand side, however, Pepe, Oof. ooh, yikes, yeah. He stinks. Uh, yeah. Let me come it's on. It's not, not working. It's not working. Uh, yeah, give him, like, five years, and maybe
0: he'll be decent. I don't know. That's, he's not working. Um, so, fun match, and, um, and then you and I went to, <laughs> went to a steakhouse that, it was, like, I I don't know what, I'm not even going to name it, but I mean, the, the food was good, but it was like very, um, it was very relaxed. It was a little too relaxed for my New York taste. I wanted people to be, uh, you know, uh, pretending to like me
1: a little more than
0: (laughs) uh, than we were getting. uh, We, we,
1: we have been, um, we've been changed by New York. I think living here for 15 plus years, like we, can get into that like go 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 let's like we're at a yeah. restaurant we're doing i'm in this. a hurry let's go <laughs> exactly yeah uh
0: so um so the next morning uh we get up at sunday morning now uh two days left on the trip uh sunday morning we wake up and it's manchester derby day and i wake up very sluggishly at 9 a.m from a, a message from our print our friend patty the fantasy king That says uh, trains to trains to Manchester are completely screwed. Uh, I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do.
1: Good luck. And we're supposed to leave like 30 minutes. credit. He was trying to, he was trying to, (laughs) he was trying to sort things out for us. Yes.
0: Yes. So uh, we find out that like one of our trains is just canceled and, uh, and it's not clear there's any way to get back that doesn't require like a 10 hour bus uh, to get back. And so we're sort of like, I don't know what to do here. You know, like we don't, um, you know, like it's... Do we
1: go to Manchester and risk not being able to get home? Yeah. I mean, the risk is, the risk of not going to Manchester is we have tickets to the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford. What a dream fixture for a couple of doofus American football fans. We've got to go. Mm -hmm. But if we go... (laughs) <laughs> are we stuck we in get manchester back? yeah we had the fbl
0: yeah. fyi show that we were recording early the next day uh we had the Leicester match of another train ride for the next you know for the following day and so uh so we just walked down there and we're like you know what a man it's it's manchester United playing manchester city it is a i mean you know the once in a lifetime gets thrown around a lot but it was not easy to get these tickets it was not uh i don't know well i mean i probably will never. Be at old Trafford again for a match you know and so it was like we have to go we have to do this and yep. let's well, just hope that we can get home you know yep. if it requires us taking a five hour uber back then so then let's it. cross that bridge when you know when we come yeah. to it so um so we got up there the trainer up actually wasn't so bad uh, and uh, we get to the stadium and uh, I have the worst fish and chips I've ever had you know just as a <laughs> quick aside and we get to the stadium and it's it's crazy because it is a hundred year old stadium. But, you know, so which, which actually is kind of wonderful. I mean, I love old stadiums. Uh, we grew up in Michigan where you've got Tiger Stadium, great old stadium. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but you know, Fenway Park, you know, I guess Fenway Park is probably the closest equivalent, although uh, Old Trafford's yeah. like three times the size. Um, so we get there and everything is very old in a very cool way, except for the gift shop, which is the swankest thing in all of England. I think, <laughs> I think the, the Man United gift shop is like yeah. made out of gold. Like I could not believe yeah. how swank that place
1: was. They had a wing for the home kit. They had a separate (laughs) wing for the away kit. They had another wing for the third kit. I almost bought custom
0: Adidas shoes just because I like got so swept up in the commerce of it all. You know, I couldn't, I I was buying scarves all the places we went. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but it's just like a fun little, they're not that expensive. You know, I was like, so we popped in there to get scarves. I I think we both got like
1: a. Um, I, I got a fridge magnet, fridge
0: magnets. Yeah. We both of us realized that the, uh, United, um, really the, 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 the it looks a lot like a hot dog, doesn't it? The, 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 the part of the yep. logo that says United at the bottom, it's very hot dog looking. Um, a bit of a,
1: a, bit of a frankenfurter with mustard, uh, mustard yeah. on it for sure.
0: A little, it's got a little bit of that. Yeah. So, um, so then the match itself, we, we go up to our seats, uh, and, um, uh and we're in the we're in the east end and uh it's just it's very cool because first of all you and I place our bets we have, you know like, like like all betting amateurs mm-hmm. uh we mm-hmm. just spend a bunch of money for no reason <laughs> just like
1: buying crap <laughs> and we we thought we we hedged we got like uh f- Two one Manchester United to win, yeah. Bruno to score plus a three two win, a three one Man City win. Maguire first to score. We're like yeah. one of these is coming through. We're gold.
0: <laughs> I was like, we're gonna we're gonna get like two of these for sure. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah, it was it was completely ridiculous. Of course, none of it none of it happened. And uh, the match itself was pretty good though. I mean, I thought um, you know United looked excellent. Uh, they. Yes. Uh City were I mean City were awful the whole match. They were awful.
1: Ederson, as evidenced by uh well, getting beat again at the near post by Martial for the second time in one season, and for his goof to gift that goal to McTominay, Ederson could not be arsed in this match. He, he really could not wanted to be somewhere else. The rest of City just didn't show up, though. Yeah, as you say, Manchester United, I thought, looked good. It was the dream scenario as two neutrals going to this home ground to see United play the way they did. The fans, the atmosphere was, you know, it's, you know, what, what we experienced with the broadcast and not being as familiar with the match going experience. It was everything that you could have hoped for. The atmosphere that you dream of, that you see kind of filtering through your TV, like to experience it, it was amazing. So, hats off to the United fans who really showed up for that match. I agree. The McTominay
0: goal uh, was really—I mean, the the ground was shaking. It was such a cool experience. I mean, that and that was great. I mean, the the Martial goal was cool to see because it happened right in front of us. Uh, less cool because I had burned him on a minus four, and uh, the whole weekend was really <laughs> set up to to like to like remind me that i care too much about fantasy it was like uh i was like i had these amazing matches and i just kept thinking oh, like every game was like a like a like a knife in the ribs you know uh a blank marcial screws me um uh i last minute going for Aosa perez over harvey barnes uh so it was just like yeah. a bunch of like little uh little you know um death by a thousand cuts kind of thing but but the yeah. the stadium experience I agree with you, especially because you know, the match started at four thirty I believe um and so we actually were able to watch the sun go down and you know just mm-hmm. derby atmosphere one nil match for almost all of it right so just, you know really tense yeah. and And, you know, Man City really pushing hard in the second half, too, which is actually very cool because they were on our side. Um, And so not that they were able to like muster anything. There was one offside goal from uh, Aguero. Um, But just, uh, yeah, we got a little VAR experience, too, which stinks, you know. Like of course, you know. Yeah. What um, the luck is that goal for sure. Yeah, it took like four minutes. Um even as like an Arsenal th- I don't know, whatever. That I, I like I'm not even gonna pretend I celebrated that goal. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like it was just so like uh it was a, the, it was so drawn out, you know. Uh mm-hmm. but you know, just the the tension and like you said, the fans were were great. And so yeah, just a very, Sh- very shout out to experience. the
1: guy who uh shout out to the guy to my left who I embraced after the McTominay goal and i really hope that he didn't have coronavirus no. <laughs> we'll yeah. find out in a, another day or two i guess
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys actually like spit each other's mouths too which i think was that was that was too far that was you know well, you guys you well, okay. caught up in the so, moment
1: you know yeah so um we we left old trafford after a wonderful match and uh kind of miraculously just walked right into a cab that took us to the train station yep. sorted out a train to Leeds and the train between Manchester and Leeds we met um a sterling example of the Manchester United fan base I'm sure this guy who was standing up who was just absolutely pissed out of his mind um <laughs> and he was very excited that he beat City and then he um continued to just make an absolute fool of himself torture and everyone hated yeah. his guts it was torturous yeah. and then poetically he goes on to complain about how liverpool fans are complete idiots and c- don't know how to carry themselves um and only united fans can so a little bit of a strange dynamic happening there yeah. I saw the good the farther the, north you have <laughs> the, the good
0: and the bad uh, so that is uh, That was day Whatever that is That gets us to Monday Final full day Of the trip uh, We may have seen What is the Final match Of the 2019-20 uh, Premier League season uh, But That morning We did the uh, FPL FYI show With James Alcott And Rambo And mm-hmm. I have to admit, I was a little, I was feeling like a little apprehensive about it, just a little exhausted. And it was such a great experience. Those guys were so, everyone involved in that was so cool. And um, you can find that on the uh, Premier League's YouTube channel. Uh, you can find yep. uh, James Alcott and Rambo both on Twitter and, in, uh, you know, social media. Uh, we got kind of got to see what it was like to record like a real slick, high-level YouTube show. And yeah. it was cool. Like it made me want
1: to do it, you know, like it was yeah. a really, really fun experience. The energy that James and Rambo brought was awesome. They were like total pros, but Mm -hmm. like definitely, you know, it's easy to say we're just having a chat. We're just having fun. Um, just Friends talking about fantasy. They actually live it and they do it. And uh, when you, so we were there for, you know, hour and a half close to two hours recording content. And then to see behind the scenes, they had this whole crack production team, like immediately editing the show together and what results is like a 35 minute long like tightly packed hilarious interesting chat about fpl so yeah follow james and rambo follow fpl fyi and rambo it's it's a lot of fun and uh, shout out to suj from planet fpl who connected us with james much appreciated there um and yeah go watch it
0: yeah, so that brings us to um, to Monday night, and uh, our friend uh, Paul Pryor had hooked us up with uh, some tickets to uh, to Leicester City match. I think we can say that because he got them through the normal. There's nothing nothing um, untoward about that, and it turns out he's like the mayor of Leicester, like <laughs> not literally, but he right. was like the. This is an incredibly popular, well-liked guy, right? You were walking around with him. Of course, I had to do my normal gift shop.
1: (laughs) You were in the the gift shop uh, trying on shirts and shoes and all that. And I was walking around the King of Power with Paul. And all these people from the community were coming up to Paul saying hello. And um, it was awesome. Like Paul was a really nice guy. And it was great to see um, how the club connects to the community. And um, I really enjoyed that
0: yeah it was uh, the whole i will say if i were a neutral and i just was not a premier league fan like or i was looking for a club or something like that i think the Leicester matches the, that that would be the team that i would glom onto that was the, like the best fit for my personality i mean that Manchester derby was amazing but the the intensity was so high it's like it's almost hard to match that if you're not already there you know like i think both of us are following the league long enough that we sort of got we got on that energy length but if you're just I don't know if that if that would make me a fan necessarily, you know, because it was so virulent, you know, the the like the the kind of um, the you know the just sort of like the, the just like you know trying to like bring down Man City, you know, it was like a real like intensity mm-hmm. level there. And the Arsenal match was was so clean, like in a way, and there's a sort of wonderful way, <laughs> uh, the way that I really liked, uh, you know, as an Arsenal supporter, but maybe it didn't have like the grittiness or whatever. And it felt like the Leicester match kind of mixed it all together. You had the it was a nice stadium. It was a great experience. It was, um, you know, the the crowd was really into it.
1: Uh, I'll never forget the little eight year old behind me yelling "Break his legs!" Uh, <laughs> during the match. <laughs> it was like the uh, it was like the scene in Karate Kid, like put him in a body bag. Anytime Jack Grealish got the ball, the Leicester fans were baying for blood. <laughs> And, um, yeah. and I, was, I was thinking about this, like every match we saw, Arsenal-West Ham, technically a London derby, Manchester derby, and Leicester-Villa was kind of a, a Midlands clash of sorts. And I think mm-hmm. there was a little extra in it there. But yeah, what, these fans wanted Grealish's pretty face to be taken <laughs> clean did. off.
0: But I was, but do you do you know what I mean about like that? I guess I don't know if I finished my thought, but I was just like if I were looking for a club, and this this trip was the like you know, and the, we mm-hmm. I saw these three matches. I think I would come out of it a Leicester City fan because yeah, it was just fun. It was just a cool, a fun experience. I would go back to that stadium again, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I like the colors of their – I mean, it's like – you know, I was just like – I just
1: like yeah. everything
0: about them, you know? So, yeah, that was well, a Well, here's honor.
1: what I noticed about the stadium. So once we were sat in our seats, the screens – I don't know how much of this has changed since Leicester basically uh, won the league and, and changed the face of uh, Leicester City. But um, the monitors that they had on either end of the pitch where they showed the scoreline and the lineups were big and cle- crystal clear – and beautiful and kind of unobtrusive at the same time um this this the stadium just to be in it it felt right and you mm-hmm. felt kind of connected like with perfect the fans in a way right on the pitch yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, the right. perfect mix, exactly yeah and our seats were right behind uh when lester was attacking in the second half we got to see um jamie vardy up mm-hmm. close and personal yep. score a penalty and then cool. jabber at um pepe Reina, just trash talking <laughs> and it was just oh. like it was to be close to that it was really awesome
0: not pepe reyna's finest game uh for sure came came out way early yeah. on that harvey barnes goal in
1: the first one yeah I, I, aston villa hit rock bottom in that match and oof, they looked so bad they looked yeah. like they were like a whole team of Edersons. Just couldn't care less. It's,
0: that was weird. Yeah, if anybody needs a uh, eight week coronavirus break, it's probably uh, Aston Villa. So, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess McGinn will be back by the time uh, the season resumes. So that's that's something. Uh, Harry Kane too. Like, who knows? <laughs> who knows who's gonna be back? Uh, so that was Monday night, uh, and then Tuesday morning uh, we left early. Took the took the flight back. More Bellinis uh and more not sleeping i watched a ton of movies uh-huh. maybe i'll save my my movie reviews for an upcoming uh, patreon podcast or something but i watched a lot i, I watched this movie called the current war which has got to be like like uh-huh. i mean it's like the, <laughs> the ultimate dad movie like i watched a movie about like <laughs> like the fight for energy dominance in the united states in the early 20th sure. century uh but it was uh yeah it had michael shannon and benedict cumberbatch i mean oh, just give me a break right i mean Two two great actors. Ben Affleck played a uh, t- played Thomas Edison, and um, and then Nicholas Holtz played uh, Tesla. So it was just a, it was just a very good cast. And uh, but yeah, you may have to be over thirty and uh, and have at least one child and to really uh, enjoy that movie. It's such a dad film. Uh, but yeah, so it was. Um, then we got we you know we landed in New York and we uh, went through customs, and they're basically like you good? And I was like, yep, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and that was Uh that, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, it was uh, the next day it was like, everything was over in the world. But, um, as of Tuesday,
1: it was like, everything was kind of fine. You know, it was a weird, weird thing. Yeah. And it's Sunday night. It'll be Monday when everyone's hearing this and, you know, both you and I are healthy and we feel good and we're just, very lucky. Like you yeah. started off this podcast saying we were just very, very lucky to have been able to have done all this and been with, uh, been with our friends and our listeners and seen this football and come yeah. through the other side uh, back home with our families. Yeah, yeah. Very,
0: very lucky. And um, it's you know, uh, yeah, and um, you yeah, know, it's, it's, I just I feel very lucky that we have a podcast that. Uh, you know that um, kind of gave us the you know the reason to go do this and uh, meet all these people mm-hmm. and do all this stuff and uh, and yeah and then we got in um, right into the wire as it turns out and so maybe it's almost like it's almost it's so fortunate that it almost gives me like a little um, like it makes me, it feels like weird you know it's like it's like when you like get away with something you know um, you're like oh mm-hmm. I, I really that could have gone a lot you know I don't know and so I'm so I feel that way a little bit too I'm like I cannot believe how close we were to just being stuck in London, I mean, right? Like the, there's, there is now a travel, i, I you know. There's, I guess it's not necessarily a travel ban. For people coming back to the United States, but I guarantee that Heathrow right now is a complete mess. You know, I'm sure that it is just like it is in, in Paris and elsewhere, where it's just very, very hard yeah. to actually get on a flight. You know, get anywhere.
1: This whole trip was like the metaphorical getting ten points from Todd Cantwell off of your bench <laughs> yeah. uh, in a game week. Yeah, it's it basically what happened. We did to the it.
0: full. We did the full Cantwell and uh so yeah so thank you uh but yeah so thanks for listening to the pod uh that's that's our travel log um obviously it, it's hard to end this one because you know there's really nowhere to go i mean there's no okay matches to talk about we're gonna keep rolling these things out though uh we we'll back next week we're gonna keep doing pods, and uh you know um we'll keep going until until i mean if the season just gets flat out canceled then that may change things a little bit but as long as as long as you know we think that there's still going to be you know Con, you know, like you know, things to talk about or matches that may come up, uh then we're going to keep uh you know podcasts. And so, if you have you know suggestions for for topics that um or you know discussion points for upcoming podcasts, um or things you just are interested in hearing us talk about, uh, let us know. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to just do full on like Star Trek movie reviews, book reviews. You know, like, if that <laughs> if that happens, we'll just we'll just stop doing the pod. I think, but as long as I, I feel like there is going to be stuff to talk about, I feel like there'll be new you know. the the, there's going to be news for sure you know so um yeah so let's let's keep it going as long as we can um thank you again to our new patrons and thank you as always to our producer patrons uh brendan do you want us to thank our
1: producers yeah big thanks to our producers trevor ingerson mike DePietro, chris howell andy penn chris carter martin savage brian t to big gaffer bob coon jeff husby ben grant james holland jazz binning dave wegner dave dave wegner lodal Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Frederick Gradsky, Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg-Skoging, Paul Herzig, Kai, Christine LeLang, Steen Niehaus, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodek, Till Andy Porlock, Toothless Given, Andy Martin, Lindsay Rostel, Anton Markov, fplmerch.com, and James Conroy. In this great time of unrest, it's the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed to the Always Cheating Podcast and while you're at it, rate us, review us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on social media, Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Instagram at HaleCheaters, Facebook.com slash Cheating. Give us an email if you have a lot to say that doesn't fit into uh, is it 280 characters on Twitter these uh-huh, days. Uh-huh. Email Cheaters at gmail.com. All this and more at alwayscheating.com. Is that it? Does that cover it? Yeah, I think it does cover it. Just a special
0: bonus shout out to FPLmerch.com because I am actually drinking out of a mug. From FPL merch. Mm. I don't drink an FPL mug. I'm drinking yeah. a gin and tonic out of that mug, Brandon. So and it's actually it's done. I'm like, I finished it up as we finish the pot. So this is the there.
1: This is the most shout-out heavy podcast in history. But I have <laughs> I have one more. Um, uh, our Patreon uh member Ted Rossner, who hooked us up with Redemption Roasters Coffee Bucks. Um <gasps> this oh, coffee yes. shop in London, Redemption Roasters, where um a nice little coffee shop and they also do cool things like help um uh ex-cons uh get on their feet and get uh gainful employment again so thanks t- uh, ted for hooking us up there much appreciated all right well thanks
0: again uh, for listening to the podcast and we'll be back next week Cal cheaters
1: poku forever